Hi, Evelyn. Thanks Hi. For being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It was exciting. Yeah, I'm so excited to get to hear more about your business. I've been checking out your Instagram and oh my gosh, it's just absolutely gorgeous. I love all the florals. I love your branding. Everything looks amazing. And I think you would be such an awesome person for couples to work with. So, um, yeah, tell me a little bit more about you as a person. Well, um, I mean, as a business owner, I feel like, gosh, my, like, my whole identity and my life kind of is surrounding my, my business and my job and career right now. So, um, I, I feel like I just, that's all I do. I just like eat, sleep, and breathe flowers, um, which isn't the worst thing in the world, right? <laughs> Stop and smell the roses. Exactly, yeah, which, I mean, can be difficult, uh, running your own business for sure, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like flowers are everything to me, and, um, you know, like, that's, that's just all I know. I always joke about it when people ask me, um, you know, like, why flowers? Why this? And I'm just like, that's just, that's all we know in my family. And like, um, that's, that's just like something that we're, we tend to be good at, um, compared to maybe other like career paths that we've, we've all kind of tried in, in my family specifically. Wow. So is this a family business? Yeah, actually. Um, so my, my grandfather started selling flowers. Um, gosh, I want to say, like, in the 40s or 50s, like, um, and kind of, like, ran through that all the way into, like, um, kind of to provide for his family. So he had, uh, him and my grandmother had seven kids, um, and they um, grew up in the east side of Detroit. I'm originally from Michigan. And um, so... After my grandfather did that, and um, then my, my mother and my aunt both decided to take on uh, doing flowers, and so my aunt decided to open a store in uh, Detroit as well. And then my mother, um, my mother, uh, I think was just like destined to be an entrepreneur. She had a like a secondhand kind of like store, like a resale store, and then she opened up. Um, a flower shop that started kind of in the garage and then sort of moved into this sort of like nature location. Uh, um, in my like middle school, high school years, uh, we, she actually bought a building and we lived above it. Um, so I feel like I'm just like closely following kind of in her footsteps and her path. Um, it's just kind of weird how it turned out like that. And, um, my brother, my brother and I actually took over our her flower shop for about seven or eight years um, and ran that. So we had a brick and mortar store there in Michigan and then I moved to Cincinnati and I had this kind of dream to start my own uh, company and kind of run it uh, in kind of my own preferred direction rather than um, kind of the way the family had set out to do it the last, you know, like few generations. Um, and I'm I'm pretty excited about the journey, I guess. <laughs> that is the coolest story ever. Oh, my gosh. It just, it's really neat because you don't hear of businesses that have been around 
for generations or in a family for generations much anymore. You know, there's like so many startups around and everybody's like starting something new and to be a third generation florist, that is, that really makes you stand out. It's really unique. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, uh, we, we're, uh, we're an Italian family. You wouldn't know by looking at me because I, um, I have like pale skin and blonde hair, blue eyes. I get it from my dad, but, but, um, my mother's side of the family, they're all Italian and, uh, their maiden name is Balfiori, which means beautiful flower in Italian. And so it's like, I swear it's like our destiny. Like I said, it's like all we know. And I mean, what started as this sort of like means of survival, um, you know, for my grandfather and supporting his family just kind of like has evolved through the generations and the years. And, um, I mean, definitely there's a huge soft spot for kind of these, these sort of like older kind of maker trades and um, just kind of staying somehow connected to my family is really important to me. Um, you know, even if I'm not that close to them, I can still kind of have that ability to kind of, you know, like my, I just feel like my mom's kind of like always here working with me and I'm still drawing on kind of those experiences growing up. So um, it's really, it's really awesome to be able to just kind of keep growing and developing on what I was kind of like ingrained to do um, when I was a kid. So. So cool. Um, one thing, if you wouldn't mind, uh, it would it be easy to switch from the Bluetooth back just to the phone? Yeah. Is it hard? Yeah. To, um, it just cut out a little bit. Yeah. I'll cut this out. <laughs> How about now? Is this better? Um, yeah. I think so. Okay, cool. Cool. Thank you. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's, I was going to ask you the history of your business. That is history. That's really cool. Um, So what's been your favorite wedding that you've done so far? Oh, my favorite. I was thinking about that today because I knew you were going to ask that question. Um, (laughs) I actually, I really loved, um, this wedding last year that I did at Hotel Covington um, for a girl, uh, her name is Tina, and, and um, she is oh, just like her and her family were like the quintessential kind of um, couple and family that I like want to work with all the time. Like I just, I grew, um, I just feel like I, I, created sort of like a relationship and a friendship with her that um, has kind of lasted, you know, like I still keep in touch with her pretty regularly. Like uh, we follow each other on like our personal Instagram accounts and, um, you know, just like we vibe really well as, um, you know, like on a personal level. So I think that that really helped. And um, my mom's name was Gina. So it was just like really kismet from the beginning. And, um, her and her mom are really close and they just, they were very trusting of me and they were really, you know, like they, they loved how excited I got. And so they kind of, um, I think just trusted the process a little bit more and they trusted me and kind of me as an artist and a designer instead of like putting me into sort of like a box, 
of, you know, only what they thought they needed as according to, like, Pinterest or something like that. Um, so it was a really good collaboration, which is, like, kind of what I tell brides when I meet with them, you know. Like, it's this isn't, you know, we don't meet once and then, like, you're done, you sign over, you know, like, the contract and, and I'll call you, you know, the month of your wedding. Like, it's a, it's a back-and-forth process and um, I don't know. I just think that that ends up being where I'm the most happy creatively and also the clients are really happy because, we we both know a lot about each other by the end of it, and so I almost feel like, you know, when the flowers come in, like, I know that they're going to love these, and I know that they're going to appreciate the work that I put into it instead of just, like, you know, here's another wedding that we're rolling out. Like, that's that's not why, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. You know what? I can so resonate with you on that because there – I feel like as – people who are in this industry, we are a part of someone's life, like, in such a volatile, uh, exciting time in their life that we actually, like, get to experience and be a part of it with them. And I'm so on the same page with you there, where it's, like, getting to have that personal connection with brides and grooms and where you feel like friends at the end of it, that is just like it's the best experience for everybody. Definitely. I agree. Um and I think that um everyone has their own kind of meaning for success in in their respected industries and I think that um the the weird thing about kind of floral design is that majority of us, you know, like that's that's what we want. We want to end up kind of doing um smaller what's the word I'm looking for like we don't want to mass produce something you know like we we don't have a product-based business um which is it's kind of unique we're we're service-based so you know even though all of us are providing flowers for these different occasions these like moments in people's lives um we're really we're selling a service like i I'm basically selling you me in a way, like my personality, um, and and that's rolling through in my designs and my art, you know. So it's like, it's not, it's not that, um, it's not that like cut and dry and black and white. Um, so that's kind of the the cool thing about being in the artistic and creative field is it's just like it's it's constantly changing. You're constantly kind of motivated and, and being forced to kind of switch up your mindset and kind of just keep learning. Amen to that. <laughs> um, so tell me a bit about what your creative process looks like then. Um, so like for the week of an event or do you mean um, just kind of how it goes when I meet with a client in the beginning stages? Uh, yeah, from start to finish, like, how many hours are you putting into it mentally and physically? You know, once you, once you meet a couple, you kind of get an idea of their vision, and then you take it from there. Um, what does that process look like? Yeah, um, so ideally, the process, uh, you know, would start with our consultation, um, and when I meet, I meet with a kind of a prospective client um, or couple. Um, you know, I just I kind of like 
tell them it's it's very informal and casual and like it's just an opportunity for me to get to know them and kind of their style and I don't I don't think we can ever really get to know someone through like an hour of a consultation or like a small email um but it just it helps me you know I notice little things about like their fashion or like what kind of coffee they order or you know maybe it's a glass of wine you know like it depends on you know you know just their verbiage and the way they talk and the way they talk about their their partner like there's just there's a lot of things that you can gather from meeting someone and from you know kind of just seeing how they react with you and to your ideas so um I, I think that the initial meeting is really important. I find that um, in the past, any bride that I haven't met um, with at some point during the planning process, um, there is a little bit of a disconnect there, and um, it's it is more challenging if they live out of state. But um, you know, for 2019, the hope is is to do do more of that kind of personal investing in in the client um, on both sides of it. So, um, so yeah, we, we meet and then, um, I usually send them a proposal. It's fairly, it's fairly detailed. Um, I'm not really in, I'm not really in the business to just like send out, um, you know, like pa- package A, B, C, or D and, um, you know, like you get boutonnieres and bouquets and this is the price. Um, I really try to take what we talked about in our consultation and really elaborate on that for their proposal. And I try to accompany the proposal with um, a lot of visuals because I also know that while it's very easy for me to say this flower and this flower are going in a bouquet, you know, they don't, they don't always know that stuff. And like, it's not their job to know that stuff. So um, I'm trying to educate them in the process um, and say like, this is something I'm really excited about. This is in season. Um, do you like it? And so um, I guess for me, once I get that proposal together and I spend that, it's still like a continuing conversation. So I'll say, I got really excited and I put all these other things on the proposal and I want you to tell me if you like them or if you want to switch something up. Like, let's keep the conversation going. Like, um, a lot of the brides that end up working with me, they're not necessarily interested in, um, like, that bottom line number. They really appreciate that I kind of went above and beyond initially to show them a lot of different opportunities so that they can see, okay, well, I love this. I don't need this. Um, I didn't even know that existed, so maybe let's talk about that more. Like, so I think that that helps that relationship build a little bit more so they can see like up front that I'm like willing to put in the time and investment um so that they can see that I'm like serious about being their florist and I'm not just gonna put together something and drop it off that day. Um okay. so we we go through that process and then when they uh they book I try to just kind of uh, make sure that they they know that I'm still involved throughout the process even if it's a year away. Um so I'm always checking in with the brides. I'm always checking to um, you know, if they, they have any questions, if they need any help picking out other vendors, um, because Cincinnati, while it is a smaller, um, I guess it's a, a little big city, but um, the, the, the wedding community is still pretty small. So, um, you know, you develop relationships with other vendors and other kind of categories, and um, 
you know, you end up working with these people all the time and you develop these great friendships. So why not? Why not tell the bride to, like, work with this person? I've worked with them before. They're really amazing. I think you you won't be disappointed. Um, So I try to keep that kind of uh, conversation going throughout the year or throughout um, the process of planning for them just to make it a little easier. Um, And then the week of the wedding is where I really – well, I would say actually like the month of the wedding is where I really start to kind of hone in on making sure all of the flowers are correct and the palette's correct, um, making sure that the couple gets everything that they want or if they want to add some things, remove some things, depending on the guest count. Um, and then the week of the wedding, I send them like a timeline of my services, what they're going to be getting in terms of rental containers or candles. Um, I just want them to, to know that I'm really fully prepared and ready to, you know, kind of take on the day and that they don't have to worry about anything on my end. Um, so that's, that I have found to be really beneficial. Um, I don't, I don't know what other floors do in terms of like timelines or not, but, um, I found that having a timeline really helps not only put the couple at ease, but also, um, the, the other vendors that I'm working with, like the venue, the photographer, I send that to them, even if they don't even look at it. It's really, it's more for me to be like, just so you know, I'm going to be here at this time and, you know, we're going to be dropping it off at this time. Um, I think that that really helps them to know um, that I'm I'm aware of like when the wedding process is that day um, instead of them being like, oh my gosh, what if she shows up after the ceremony starts, you know? There's, I don't want any of that stuff happening. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of. I mean, the week of the wedding is obviously the the busiest. I'm working the whole week kind of on that one event, and um, like I said, I don't I don't really I'm not really in the business to do a million weddings. So um, I try to only do one wedding per day on each weekend. If that makes sense. So if it's a if there's a wedding on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I would do one on each day. Um, but typically, typically it's, it's just like one each Saturday. Um, if, you know, if I book them for every Saturday or whatever, um, the last couple of weeks I've been doing a lot of Friday weddings. So, um, I try not to do more than one on the same day. I just don't think that I can provide the same quality that, um, I would like to, um, if I did more than one. Yeah. You're the whole package, like incredible florals incredible service you care like you want a relationship with them i'm gonna like refer you (laughs) to everybody (laughs) you're awesome well i mean at one point you just you decide that um like this is your life and your it's also your livelihood but like you know you're kind of setting your own like i'm setting my own self up for my future and like trying to figure out what that looks like um kind of on my my terms, you know, and um, it's a good motivator. It's a good motivator for me to think, like, where am I going to be growing to in the next three years or five years? Or um, So, you know, like, I don't want to keep doing the exact same thing I'm doing every single year. I want to keep improving, and I want to keep growing um, in the ways that I kind of want to, and how I how I do that is, is just by serving my clients a lot better every year. I love that. That is so great. Um, so tell me a little bit about your workshop. So right now um, I have a studio in home, and um, 
this has been a huge um, kind of question on my mind uh, for 2019. I'm, I really, really, really want to get a space. Um, and I would love to have, you know, like the perfectly, you know, painted white brick space. Um, but I also think financially having a lot of overhead, especially in a small business, it's like not the greatest um, financially. So um, I'm also kind of dabbling in uh, buying a home and kind of uh, kind of reworking that into a shared kind of live and work situation. Um, so I, I, right now it's all it's all out of my home. I'm single with a dog, so um, I'm just kind of trying to take cautious steps for the future. Um, and uh I have a like a, a I guess you could call it like a space. Yeah. I have a space that's kind of set aside in my home and, and um it's it's perfectly set up for me to have all of my my supplies and I have all my my containers and candles and, and everything kind of set up so that uh every you know, every wedding can have um, plenty of space and, and the time to work there, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. So so um I I noticed on your Instagram some workshop days. Was that is that something you do like teaching um like teaching people how to put together florals or Oh yeah. I think when you said workshop I thought you meant uh, my studio space but um, it's so, great to hear about that too. <laughs> yeah, that's not as exciting as workshops. Um, so yeah, uh, another kind of thing that I'm passionate about is teaching. So, um, I went to school to teach art, um, and I didn't fully pursue that, obviously. Um, so this is a way for me to kind of share kind of that passion and that, that love, um, of, of educating the community, but also, um, as a way for me to kind of give back to the community of just like kind of what I'm, what I know and what I've been taught through the years and little things. And, um, I've been on both sides of it where, um, you know, like I know that people, people don't know everything about flowers and they, flowers have this kind of like emotional power to them that is, is really strong and really, um, incredible. So it's, um, it's good to kind of like share little tidbits and tricks, um, even if they're going to the grocery store, you know, like they're, I feel like the grocery stores have this negative connotation, but, um, I mean, really a lot of the flowers are being sourced from the same places that I'm being, you know, I'm sourcing flowers too. Um, so, you know, if I can kind of show people and teach people how to kind of get involved in, in just like getting, flowers every week or every month or like what to do when someone brings over flowers um you know that's that's just a good way for me to give back um and it's fun like the the process of designing flowers is it it can be very cathartic for people and um it's i feel like in classes people are just so wound up from their jobs and their their mindset is to just you know be in this one track way of thinking all the time and they're very organized and meticulous and like my classes I just try to I try to just show people that you know this is a time for you to relax this is an experience for you and um 
you know, like, let go of any sort of, like, ideas in your head that you think it should be. Um, there's a lot of ways to design flowers, and I just, I try to really push the fact that, like, this is your time to be creative. And so the girl next to you or the, you know, the, the person next to you, their arrangement's going to be totally different than yours. And, um, you know, my my designs that I teach people in these classes, they're they're almost exactly the way I would design them for weddings. So, um, you know, I want them to look very kind of free-flowing and natural and, and textural and have some fragrance to them and, and seasonal. And um, so I think that that's, that's a struggle. Like people just, they, they don't, they they want to be shown the step-by-step, you know, one through ten, this is the beginning, this is the end of the, pro- the process. And um I was trained and taught being in a flower shop growing up that there's one way of doing flowers and it's a very traditional way and um, this is, you know, kind of like what the expectation is. Um, and so having to, to branch out and only do kind of weddings and events has taught me to just kind of let that go a little and try to, to be a little bit more natural and kind of put my own personality um, into the designs. And I think that that's, that's just a continuing learning process. Like, I, I will never let go of, like, everything that I was kind of trained growing up on. Um, but I definitely, you know, I'm kind of evolving as an artist, so to speak. So uh, do you have any dates coming up for workshops? For classes? Yeah. Um, yeah. So for classes right now, I have on, I just want to make sure I get the dates right, November 19th, yes, Monday, November 19th, I have a class uh, at 630 uh, that we're doing uh, like fall centerpieces, so um, kind of around like a a Thanksgiving sort of theme, Um, and we're just going to make some really fun kind of lower textural centerpieces through tablescapes uh, to fill in the mix that week. Um, and then on December 6th, I have a winter wreath workshop. Um, so we we did that last year. We did two classes last year um, making winter wreaths, and um, it was so fun. Lots of, like, drinks, and we had a bakery come, and um, just a whole bunch of beautiful winter greens that were super fragrant. And um, lots of people came, and it was just like a really nice kind of way for people to get to know each other and people coming from like different, you know, different walks of life just uh, signed up. And a lot of girls like bought their mom, and that was their holiday gift to them. And um, just like a really strong, comfortable sense of community. Like the the wreath workshop was so great for that. Um, And, you know, kind of everybody left with with this kind of great thing that they can show off to their to their neighbors and their friends and, and also just kind of be proud of something that they made that is sort of unique and isn't something that, you know, they, they feel like they crafted and are going to, like, throw it in a box in their basement, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can really show it in your home and be able to smell it and enjoy it. Yeah, uh, exactly. So that's, those are the, the couple that I have upcoming in this um uh, I'll start back up with classes again um, in February, March of 2019. Um, 
and then just keep rolling through. Uh, the classes to me are really important and they're a, a really big part of the business and um, how I can kind of share what I know with everybody. And I just, I think that like um, everybody has everything nowadays, right? Like we, we have the accessibility to buy anything we want and um, flowers are that one little thing that a lot of people don't necessarily think they deserve or, or should buy for themselves. And so it's just like a really nice little treat. And um, there's something about when you go over to someone's house and bringing them like some flowers, you know, uh, with a bottle of wine or whatever like that. I just think that is, you know, it's kind of to be cherished because it's a little nostalgic and thought and, um, you know, kind of takes you away from that mindset of like, how do we, what do we buy that they can use forever? You know, like we have everything. Like I think that having just that kind of thought of giving someone flowers is, is something that's really timeless. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, there's an emotional connection to flowers that just, you can't really explain. It's, it's special. Definitely. I mean, I, I'm like a huge fan of just the, the, the table, kind of the table setting in general, right? So um, to me, when I think about, like, doing a wedding, I'm really interested in hearing about what kind of linens and napkins they're using and what else is happening in the space so that I'm not just placing a flower arrangement on the table. Like, I think when your guests sit down, they're going to have a conversation and they're going to be talking about you as a couple and, you know, the, the love of, you know, kind of everything that's surrounding them, and that includes the flowers, the wine, the food, and everything, you know, should be cohesive. Everything should kind of mesh together and still feel like you. So um, that's, like, super important to me to kind of see that at the end of the day and everything kind of come to fruition. So cool. So, Evelyn, uh, where can couples get more information about you and see your work and uh, get to know when your uh, workshops are coming? Yeah. So, um, all of my workshops are always on, they're always up to date on my website um, as well as on uh, Google. And so you can directly buy um, tickets from the site and um, Google. And then um, my, like, current portfolio is always going to be on Instagram. Um, so they can go to efloralco.com or instagram.com slash efloralco and um, just see a little bit of what's happening. And, um, I always post in my stories a uh, little peek into my personal life um, and also just, like, kind of what's happening in the now. Um, and then my my feed on Instagram is really just a, a way to see uh, my portfolio with with mostly pictures that I take and do, um, but with a lot of a lot of credit to local photographers um, to make the flowers look even better. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Uh, well, thank you, Evelyn. It is so cool to get to know you a little bit and see hear about the woman behind all the beautiful flowers I've been seeing. And uh, yeah, you have a great day. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. This is super fun. 
The Weds and Z podcast is here to provide you with interviews of Cincinnati wedding vendors and really help you to hear the voice and the heart behind these businesses so you can know why they're in it, why you can trust them. I have hand-selected all of these vendors as people that I trust and feel a connection to. And so I really hope that you can just press play, listen through a lot of these um, interviews and really help you to choose the people that you connect with because honestly, the day of your wedding, you don't want to be worrying about who you're working with. You want to feel like you can trust them and you can sit back and enjoy your day. So check out all of these amazing vendors. I've got a list of everybody and their information and where you can see more of their work on the blog at rachelricephotos.com. And while you're at it, head over to Instagram and connect with me, Rachel Rice Photos. I absolutely love getting to know you guys. You have an awesome rest of your week, and I will talk to you on the next Wed Cincy podcast.